Guys, how we actually perform the THQ exercises is so, so important. If you want to achieve a type of result that you look in the mirror and it's going the way you, it's going to hold you accountable because it's going so well and you're actually starting to develop a physique, you need to pay attention to the way you do the exercises. Now, getting a good, a good body shape, what we do at THQ is more than just trying to lose a little bit of weight and go through the motions with the exercises. Execution is absolutely everything when it comes to body composition. I hope you enjoy this episode. Guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. And in this episode, what I'm going to be mainly trying to help you with is to gain an understanding of how to actually train your chest so that your chest is going to develop and grow. Um, and so you that can sort of master your training the, the best way possible and different types of exercises. Now, Obviously, I'm not going to be able to demonstrate um, in voice, but a lot of it is to do with sort of how you actually go into the exercise, how you actually go into a training and how you sort of look at your training as a whole, because um, it's not about like a lot of people think that getting a good physique and a good body is a bit like dieting so you just want to lose a little bit of weight so you can push a few weights about um be a little bit better with your food and your calories and you know there you go you've got a good physique and that's really not the case you know you have to take training seriously um and this is why we what we do at thq with the way we do it is we sort we promote so much that it's not circuit training you need to understand exercise execution you need to understand that there needs to be a progression in weight over a period of time but at the same time the way you actually do the exercises you really need to focus on the execution and make sure that you actually maintain intention on the working muscle now i will link in in the show notes um all the exercises that i'm going to be talking about now um but i do suggest that more so that you go onto our youtube channel um and you subscribe to it and then you watch one the video of how to train chest, and also you look at all the exercises that we've done during chest pre- um, during chest exercises that show you really how to execute execute things correctly because that is what's going to um, start for you to progress now. If you have um, a chest that's quite well developed, now I don't mean. Uh, if you're quite strong upper body, I mean, if you look in the mirror and you think, yeah, my chest is quite well developed, then to make your chest even better, just concentrating on the free THQ sessions because you will hit a good amount of volume during the week on your chest. Just concentrating on actually doing the exercise correctly, slowing the tempo down. This is what I want you to focus on. I want you to slow the tempo down. Forget about the weight in your hand. Forget about 
how much you can push up and down. And as you lower the weight, control the weight. Make sure you are in complete control of the weight. Make sure that you're able to pause at the movement where you can still feel tension on your chest. And then you drive forward so you can feel like your inside of your arm and your biceps are pushing towards your chest so you should feel your chest stretch then you should feel it shorten and then you should feel the burn constantly building up so you can feel the lactic acid in your chest and you can actually feel that after the work after you finish the set your chest is nice and pumped and nice and hard now if you are not feeling that and you're feeling it a lot in your shoulders um, we do need to obviously make sure that you're actually shoulders in good health so you actually can progress with this exercise. But just for me to talk about it on the podcast is drop the ego, drop the weight right, 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 right down, yeah, and slow the reps down. Now, it may take a few more reps for you to actually feel this working and this is what a lot of people haven't got patience for but trust me when we're trying to develop a physique and we're not just trying to get stronger we're not just trying to lose a bit of weight we're trying to develop a physique a physique that we're fr- are proud of and a physique that's going to allow us to have that sort of that desire to maintain what we're doing as a lifestyle because this is why I'm very passionate about um, people looking in the mirror and liking their body shape because we can all lose a little bit of weight. Um, we can all, you know, we can chuck a few weights about and things like that. But you know, when you actually look in the mirror and you really like your body, that's when you start to make sacrifices of because you want your body to continue to look like that. And it comes down to training once you have your calories and everything in tow. So back to the point um, of the exercise you need to drop the weight drop the ego make sure you can pause as you're coming down make sure you can feel that tension in your chest and then drive up forward again you might take a few more reps you start to feel in this yeah and then we can actually start to progress with the exercise now if you're doing this for you know minimum it's going to be 30 seconds generally in the session might be 20 seconds you should still have plenty of time for you to be able to start to feel the contraction on your chest again this is important for long-term shoulder health and it's important for generally long-term longevity of training really um but we're focusing on trying to change the shape of your chest and this is what's going to try and this is what's going to change the shape of your chest now if you are somebody that um again does feel it a lot in the shoulders we need to move the bench around you can move from flat up one notch and when we're doing incline we can move it up a little bit higher than what you usually were play around with it and then play around with your tempo you will find a weight and a position that you're going to start to feel it in your chest. And when you feel it there, that's where we start to work on. That's where we start to work on the range of movement. And then that's where you start to slowly build up your weights over a period of time. Now, you will naturally get go to the strongest position because a, what, a lot of mistakes what I see people make is they lower the, the, uh, lower the weight down and they can feel it and they do that and then they start to go up and weight too quickly and then they start to go into the short range of movements so they don't go for the full range and they stay in the strongest part so they start to bring the shoulders into it because again you're chasing that weight do not chase the weight bring the weight down um, and just focus on the tension and the intensity of the rep and then once you understand that then you can load that weight up but still making sure that you're going through the full range of movement if you are somebody that really does 
you focus on the form and and it's really struggling to make your chest developed then this is when you need to provide an extra session per week in the strength room working on your chest not a full session on your chest there is a couple of reasons why one is there's literally you cannot train your te- one muscle intensely correctly you know full ball for one hour or 45 minutes it's just not possible um, and two it's just not very time effective so you can tag in your shoulders and your triceps with that movement and that should allow you to train your chest more effectively Personally, if a chest is something that you're you're working on, then make sure you do all your chest exercises, even though they are back-to-back push exercises, do all your chest exercises at the start of the workout where you're the most fresh after you warm up and you can really focus on the execution um, of the each individual exercise. I wouldn't superset. I wouldn't do two exercises quickly back-to-back. I wouldn't follow the music. What I would do is just focus on the individual number of reps what you've got to achieve then focus on your rest time and then go again maintain that concentration and maintain that intensity all the time thinking about your chest thinking about the movement you're actually doing and are you actually feeling it in your chest okay so what i want you to work on is very very simple i want you to work on barbell chest press i want you to work on incline chest press dumbbells and i want you to work on flat with one notch up incline dumbbell chest press then i want you to focus on doing a few push-ups as a little bit of a finisher as a little bit of a burnout but then learning to engage your chest on a push-up because again push-ups can be very easily shoulder orientated if you tilt your head too far forward and you tuck your chin underneath your top of your pecs then you're going to start to really feel it um you're going to start to feel it in your shoulders you need to open out your body open out your chest and making sure that you can feel the contraction in your chest now if you did that you consistently did that i would say you focus on that in the thq sessions you focus on once per week doing that and then slowly start to track your weight you don't need to do any other fancy exercise you can hit some flies now if we had um if you had the cable machine available to you or um, that maybe just be in the main THQ sessions, or you had some chest. You can focus on chest flies as well with the dumbbells, um, and that could be an exercise that you can progress. But all you really need to do is do hit four sets of each of them exercises with the correct form, and then slowly get stronger over a period of time. That is all you really need to do to start to develop your chest. Now, listen, as I've said before, lift losing a little bit of weight. Yes, that's easy. Building a physique. That's gonna meant that's gonna make you accountable because you do not want to lose it. Is when it comes to paying attention to the training. We do not just do circuit training. We spend a lot. We've spent a lot of time, especially in the early years of THQ, convincing people because it was in the era when we opened THQ it was in the era of high intensity interval training. You know, get in there smash it get out and we had to convince people to respect rest times understand exercise execution understand getting stronger over a period of time and this is what's going to develop your body not these high intensity mindless exercises or going through the motions so i hope you have got a lot from this podcast and i hope you start to really concentrate on in each individual exercise Ask the trainer if you're doing it correctly. The trainer will put you in the right position, but ask them, am I doing it correctly? Can you actually see my chest 
working because I, I can feel it or I can't feel it. Ask the questions and if you pay enough attention to it, you will start to develop a chest that is going to hold you accountable to actually progress and progress. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and I will see you in the sessions very soon. Do take care. guys welcome to the thq podcast so in this episode what we are going to be talking about is breakfast the most important meal of the day now there is so many everyone's got an opinion on breakfast and there is the thing is i think in what the fitness industry is all about is it all about extremists people say right no don't have breakfast skip breakfast follow intermittent fasting um, or do have breakfast you've got to start the day well um, and again it all comes down to if you want to be successful in body transformation and you want to achieve um, a result that you can maintain forever, you've got to do the work on yourself. Figure out what type of person you are, figure out exactly what works for you. Now, you do need to gather the best information, okay? You do need to understand uh, what sort of foods and what sort of way of eating is going to hit your goals. But to answer the question that is breakfast the most important meal of the day, you've got to figure that out. Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Now, there's a couple of things you have to consider. So you have to consider what you got on for that day and when your next meal is going to be. If you are the type of person that pretty much can eat whenever they want, so they can, if you're at work and you, you've got access to food whenever, then you could argue that breakfast isn't the most important meal of the day because you haven't really got an ideal time for you to eat. You can just eat when you're hungry. So if you are a person that has literally two hours in the morning or an hour in the morning and then they can't eat again until one, two o'clock in the afternoon, then you're going to have to get up early and make sure you have a good breakfast because if you can't, unless you can physically go to one, two in the afternoon, um, and you can can be fine with that, but I would say if that's the case, then you need to get up early and have a better breakfast. Now, the type of breakfast, 110% matters. If you have something that doesn't really fill you up, then let's say say two scenarios. If you have something that doesn't fill you up, and you're not going to be training until the evening time, and you can't eat till two, three o'clock in the afternoon, the ne- your next meal, or you can't even eat till 12 o'clock, and you're up at 7 a.m., then you've got to have a pick a breakfast that one makes you feel full, makes you feel satisfied, hits your fitness goals, i.e., gets enough protein intake in, gets enough fiber intake in. Um, if it's going to be a training on late, later, later on training day, you probably need to be having carbs in that meal, um, or maybe if you're a person that has more fats in the meal that you like because it makes you feel full and you're good at moderation then you probably need to look at having so adding you know fats into your meal but it's all again it becomes the type of person that you actually are 
whether breakfast is going to be the most important meal of the day. But so the person A, if you are going to be not to train until later on in the evening, then you need to have something that's going to fill you up. If you're training in the morning, then you don't need to eat breakfast before you come. Maybe a little bit of fruit or something, but then you do need to eat breakfast after you come. But again, if you're the type of person that can pretty much eat whenever they want, then, and, and even if you are training later on in the evening or in the afternoon, then you can just have a little bit of a snack. But again, it becomes down to preparation. If you've got your next meal prepared, then you can have a little light breakfast because then you can eat when you're hungry. Another scenario is that you're the type of person that doesn't like to prep too much food but relies on going to the, the shop to get your food. Now, you still need to have them healthy eating habits and I do not advise this at all. But if you can't be able to prep your dinner and you're just going to eat at home, eat your evening meal and eat your breakfast at home, then you need to make sure that you know you're, you you fill yourself up or you you sort of you're not that type you're not the person that sort of cracks and eats rubbish when they're hungry so this leads me on to a very important point now figuring out when you're okay with being hungry now i don't mean absolutely starving right and nine times out of ten when we are hungry we can sort of just keep our mind a little bit active carry on doing what we're doing and that hunger passes um, or you can just have a drink of water. There's many different reasons why you might be hungry. But again, it comes down to your actual habits um, and it comes down to actually the quality of foods that you're actually choosing to have. Um, but there is going to be points in time when you are going to be hungry. So let me, let me explain it to you. And the best way I can explain it to you is what I do. And you can take away from what I do and you can sort of make your own decision whether you can fit this. Again, you don't have to do it exactly like me, but this is, this is what, what I do. So I always, I'm a hungry person in the morning, regardless of when I eat, even if I eat late at night, even, and even though I'm fortunate enough to be pretty much in the position where I can pretty much eat whenever I want um, during the day, I still have a very good breakfast because I need to feel full, I need to feel energized, um, and I'm hungry at that point. So I have a full good breakfast. Quality proteins, quality fiber, um, and some carbohydrates generally. So generally, I maybe ha I'll have a steak, so good breakfast are actually gonna fill me up. I'll have some vegetables, and I will have some rice with that. That fills me up, and it serves me for the day, um, and it's quite tasty. And if you think we have to eat cereals, and we have to eat toast, and we have to eat porridge, we don't have to do anything, um, and they're things that aren't really gonna fill us up, and we probably can not stomach them things in the first time in the morning. One, because maybe we're not getting up early enough, giving ourselves time to sort of come around, or, that we just sort of think that we have to do the stereotypical of what's right and what's wrong. And to be honest, the stereotypical way of eating these days is not really doing the country too good because the obesity rates are at the highest they've ever been. And I'm not saying that is because of cereals. I'm just sort of pointing out a few facts that I think of when I'm picking a diet that actually suits me. So I'm hungry first thing in the morning. Um, so I make sure that I eat. Generally, in the afternoon, I don't mind having a light lunch and I don't mind different parts of hunger because I can keep my mind occupied. Um, I can work, I can do whatever, I can maybe maybe train. If I'm training, I probably will make sure I'll have a protein shake or something. Again, even something light, even if I'm training. Um, and then in the evening, I then choose to have a bigger evening meal because I like to feel full in the evening time. So because it's gonna help me sleep, the worst thing I can do is go to bed hungry. If I go to bed hungry, 
um, you, your sort of predator instincts are gonna wake you up because your body feels like it needs food. So your sleep is gonna be affected. If your sleep is gonna be affected, everything's gonna be affected. Your training's gonna be affected. Your food choices are gonna be affected. So that is my sort of way of looking at it. So yes, for me, breakfast is one of two most important meals of the day because it's something that fuels me and I don't mind being hungry in the afternoon. I'm never uncontrollably hungry. I can last a few hours without food. Um, and I think a majority of us, if we actually really be honest with ourselves, if we get a little bit hungry, if we just thought about what we was doing for a minute, maybe had a little drink, then focus on something else, we find we're not actually hungry. We're not gonna starve to death. So that is my sort of view on is breakfast the most important meal of the day? For me, yes it is. Guys, hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, take care. I also would like to actually point out um, for the audio is that if if you do like these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast um, and please share them with your friends. So, and if you leave me a comment or review, I can understand that these are helping people um, and helping people in the right way. And if there's any more information that you want on THQ, um, if you're not already a current member then we do have six week programs that do run. So if you want it, feel free to ask, ask me any questions. Just drop me an email at carl at transformationhq.co.uk and I will be happy to answer any questions you've got on the THQ experience. Guys, take care. Guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. Now, in this episode, what I'm going to be talking about is something that I'm hugely, hugely passionate about, and it's something that all of THQ has been designed to support, and it's all about understanding that maintaining a body shape, maintaining muscle mass, maintaining fat loss is a lot easier than it ever was to get there. So achieving a body transformation is hard. You have to make sacrifices you have to put extra effort in constantly you have to change all these bad habits that you've got but once you actually start to achieve that achieve them stuff then it's a hundred percent easier to maintain you have to go all into the process when you decide to get in shape you have to think right i'm not just joining the gym if you join a gym and even if you join thq and you think I'm gonna do a bit of exercise. You then get a relationship with the gym, a relationship with fitness, and a relationship that exercise that means nothing to you. Because you will you'll just see fitness as, as something that you do. It's something that doesn't, it's just like watching TV. It doesn't actually impact your life. You might attend sessions, you might go to the gym, it might be something that you convince yourself that you are fit and healthy because you go to the gym, but if your diet's not on point and you're not all in, you're not making progress in the gym and you're missing the odd weeks, then it's just something like watching the TV and it's something that never has any impact in your life and you don't show it any respect to them. And what that happens is as well is you lose all belief and motivation in yourself that you can actually ever achieve a lean physique, a lean healthy physique, that is gonna actually serve you, makes you feel better, makes you healthier, makes you more confident, everything. And going all in is basically, you decide you're gonna do it, you join THQ, you join a gym, whatever, and you then make actual changes that improves your body shape. 
whether that be nutrition, maybe that be sacrificing, making going to the gym non-negotiable, when you get to the gym, making sure that you're progressing, preparing your meals, all these things is what it's all about going all in. Now, at the start, you have to make every meal. That is, that is my opinion, um, and I'm sure there's people that achieve results by not making every meal, but you need to see results. And the less options you give yourself for failure, then the better. So preparing every single meal that you're gonna eat for the day, at least a minimum of five days a week, when you first start out, is non-negotiable if you want to start to see results. Remember, it's, you don't have to do this forever, and people that maintain body shapes do not have to do that every single day. But when you're trying to get in shape, preparing your meals is so important. Now, I want you to think of it as, it's like rolling a stone up a hill. You roll in this big, massive stone up a hill, and this is something that I've not made this quote up. I've heard it, um, I think it was on a, a Brian Keane podcast, I think I, I was listening to, and he's rolling this big, you see, you're rolling, fitness is like rolling a stone up a hill. Once, getting a stone up the hill is really hard, and the hard part is like the meal prep, is the sacrifices, the committing to the gym when you're not actually seeing the results that's the thing and everybody around you saying what are you doing that for you don't look any different and um, this is the rolling the soul up the hill it's hard but when you get there you've got this lean healthy receipt you've got these good solid habits that now serve you it's a bit like driving a car you don't even notice that you're prepping your food or you don't notice that you're scanning your food on my fitness pal um, and everybody around you as well when now you're holding the stone up the hill every everyone around you expects you to be fit is happy that you're fit probably expects you not to drink beer and not go out all the time or probably expects you sort of not to do these things because they see you as someone who's being fit and that makes it easier for you as well to maintain it and all these little things do add up and this is what it makes you it makes it a lot easier for you to sort of maintain but you've got to get there in the first place so let's talk about the training side of things non-negotiable that you train three times a week majority of the time now don't get me wrong there's some times where you're going to hit one or two sessions um just something that's out but you've got to train minimum three times a week the way we set thq up the six-week program is about designed to build you habits and get you to the gym three times a week we want to build we want to get you there we want to start to want you to recover so three times a week is enough then we sort of advance you on um, to the 12-week program, which is all free, including the membership, um, but it just gives you, you're ready to start going a little bit more in depth on macros, you're ready to start going a little bit more in depth on um, like your training volume as well. So sometimes we get asked people to train five, six times a week. Now, I'm not saying that everybody does that, it's a very hard commitment, but I'm trying to point out that sometimes in my life, I have had to train six days a week, non-negotiable training six days a week. Now I've built a very strong lean body and habits that serve me. I could get away with going to the gym two times a week and maintain the body shape that I've got when I used to go six times a week. That's the point that I'm trying to make. So when you're going all in and you're rolling that stone up the hill, them six weeks, um, them, them, free, them sessions are more essential that you attend more. Do I go to the gym six times a week, seven days a week, uh, six days a week all the time? No, I do not. Sometimes if I'm training with other people, because um, I do like to do that, then my diary gets full of training sessions, so I train more. But probably by choice, I probably train four times a week, by choice. In, and that is enough to maintain my body shape. Um, but it certainly wouldn't be enough to build my body shape that I'm fortunate enough to have now. So 
let's talk about the process of THQ. So like I said, the six week program, then we go into the shoot program, which is a little bit more in depth. Then we look at the result that you've got. And then we sort of look at the things that you want to improve. And then we add specialized programs in that you then can pay for an additional cost. But the reason it's an additional cost, because you have to pay for the time with a, a trainer and you learn the techniques and everything that are going to serve you going forward. Um, so we will do a back workout. We do arms and shoulders workout. We do legs workout, um, legs and abs workout. So we, we teach you a little bit more in depth of a different style of training to progressively hold a certain body part to, for you to achieve that, then hopefully this then gives you the confidence to be able to use the strength room more regular. We have a, for any non-members that listen to this, we have a strength room that, or any new members that are not sure what, what's going on, the free use strength room is something that you can use whenever this session on completely um, it's always open whenever there's a session on and you book in. So, But the reason we set up the programs is so that you can learn, learn how to train effectively on your own in there because the way the THQ sessions are set up is a different format. Fitness and especially weight training, there is so many variables that we can play around with and that's why it is so good to achieve certain results that I'm going to be talking about later on. I'm going to be getting into that, but that's why we do so many different variables and there's so many things to learn and teach people. The number one thing is you've got to do at the start is be consistent. There is no room for not being consistent when you're rolling that stone up the hill. Sacrifices. Sacrifices are going to be more at the start of your transformation. Sacrifices will be less once you're holding that stone up, but you need to stay motivated so you can see the results. If you start to see the results, you get that motivation. If you constantly make excuses to yourself and justify to yourself why you haven't achieved something, again, going to the gym is just like watching telly. It means nothing to you. And you need to make, you need to live it and it needs to be something to you. One of the main things that I find that helps me is cutting out snacks is the best possible way. So I, I, I always snack at weekends. Um, and again, I don't lose my head with that. And I also only snack very late in the evening. Now I do like protein bars and things like that, but I generally, when I'm trying to sort of maintain my body shape now, these little key habits are very, when it comes to maintaining your body shape, this is what we still have to keep in. So what we still have to keep in is being aware that we cannot just snack religiously. We still have to keep that meal prep. Uh, well, there's our meal prep in, but understand you've got to sit down and eat a meal majority, quite a few times in the day. You've got to keep that in and have less snack, uh, snacks. You can get away with the uh, two free sessions. Uh, free sessions because you'll probably enjoy training three times a week. It'll keep you fit. Um, it'll keep you healthy, which is very important. But you know, the, again, I'm not talking about progressing fitness levels here. This is a whole new, I'm literally talking about maintaining a healthy lean body shape, right? If you want to progress your fitness um, and your performance and your strength, then of course you're going to have to train at least, you know, three times a week, maybe four. But the point is, you can maintain a body shape on going. If you if you have to work away and you only train two times, you're not going to lose all your gains. Um, or you you have a month at work, you can get away with only training a couple of times, or even missing the odd few meals, missing the odd week's training sessions going on holiday, going on weeks away, and not losing all your results. This is the point. So guys, I hope 
this episode has been very helpful. I hope it's been very motivating. And reach out to me. Let you ha- let me help you. If you are a current member, um, email me, Carl at transformationhq.co.uk. I'll say that again. Again, Carl at transformationhq.co.uk. Send me an email um, and I'll be happy to help you. Maybe there's a podcast you want me to record. Maybe there's a question you want me to answer for you. Um, just send me an email um, and I will answer it. If you're a non-member listening to this episode, we do run the six-week meltdown program throughout the year. We do have waiting lists on certain gyms and we do have, um, so sometimes you're going to have to wait. But if you want any information on how I can help you or how THQ can help you, drop me an email at carl at transformationhq.co.uk or have a look in the show notes and there will be a link to the website where you can make an inquiry. We can give you some more information. Um, or just go on to our main website transformationhq.co.uk and if you are a member listening to this do remember that we do have the members area that we have all the exercise that we've ever done um, and we ever do in THQ in HD um, videos and explains uh, teaching points in depth we have so many helpful videos so many helpful recipes there is so much in there for current members to use the members area so please do head over to that um, and I will look forward to seeing you all very soon in the sessions and again for non-members please don't hesitate to ask me any questions guys have a fantastic day thanks for listening take care guys hello and welcome to the thq podcast so in this episode what we are going to be talking about is is it okay to eat late at night now that is a massive worry for a lot of people Now, a lot of people think that eating a big meal before they go to bed um, and when they're not moving as much, when they lay there and sat there in the evening, is going to be detrimental to fat gain. So your body's going to be more likely to gain fat, which is absolutely nonsense. It's just literally not true. Um, What we eat over the full 24 hours, and if not the whole seven days, is the only thing that really, really matters. And why I think it's been such a damaging myth in the fitness injuries because fitness industry is because life is just not like it used to be. Nine to twelve to five when we can eat meals and everything just goes, ticks over. You know, people work nights, people work shifts, people work long days. Um, it becomes you have households where both parents work, so you're rushing around and you know it comes to the point where you have to eat late at night. And that becomes very worrying for a lot of people and it, it becomes more confusing for the situation and then once when we add confusion into body transformation and fitness in general it becomes a lot easier just to ignore the reality um, and just carry on doing what you're doing because it's far too complicated to actually make changes in actual fact it's very very simple so you can eat pretty much when you want um, seven days a week, over the full seven days is what you need to look at your food intake and over the full 24 hours. Many times I will eat, like if I get back at 11 o'clock at night, I will eat late at night. Now, it does come down to a few factors. You have to look at a few factors and I'm not saying you should absolutely smash the biggest meal because you need to look at your sleep. Now, if you are late eating late in the evening and you're having something like let's say for example plenty of vegetables and plenty of red meat say for example then red meat is going to take a lot a long time to digest 
So you're gonna, that is gonna affect your sleep and that's something that you don't want it to do. So we need to look at the food choices and I generally try to avoid more fatty and heavier meat stuff if I'm eating later, later in the evening um, and a little bit less vegetables because I get plenty of vegetables in during the day if anyone's ever watched any of my food diet videos. Um, so um, that's something that I do look at when I'm eating late at night. So I enjoy a little bit more of a higher carb meal. Higher carbs are gonna release serotonin, it's gonna help me relax. Um, I do keep my protein in there because it is important, but I don't have too much higher protein because I've realized that a little bit less protein does tend to help my sleep um, a little bit more if I'm not over having too much protein. But so I tend to have more, more of a carbohydrate meal if I'm eating later at night, and that's my reasons for that. Now, one of the things I wanted to look at as well as about eating late at night is that if you are, let's say you and your partner eat a little bit later in the evening, um, say the kids eat at four or five o'clock, there's many a times where I strategically try to be a little bit more hungry. So I always have a good breakfast um, and then I'm a, li a little bit of a lighter lunch, I'm a little bit more hungry. And then I can handle the four or five o'clock bit, I can handle being a little bit hungry. I'll maybe feed the kids, um, and I'll, I'll just hold on to that bit where I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Yes, I could easily go over and have a snack and have some toast or have something, um, but then I need to look at the reality is are you gonna actually starve to death? No, you're not. So if you're having something because you're starving, it's more of a mindset issue, not necessarily something that you need. So if you can't handle that being hungry for them a few hours, you can't handle that, then you need to make sure that you've got have a, a protein shake or something of snacks that's gonna actually fill you up, um, or try and handle being hungry. How I handle being hungry, that gets me through to the next bit, and then about seven, eight o'clock, then I'll have my evening meal, so I'm not as hungry when I go to bed. Again, I have the food choices, as I've mentioned, because I think that's, that's something that's very important, but you've got to test how things make you feel and how you can adhere to things. Now, keeping a food diary, I think, is essential, especially at the start of a body transformation, because, um, you need to understand when you can handle being hungry, when you can't, when you fail, when you don't fail. And if you think that you'll remember all these things, um, then why aren't you in shape now? So if you think you can't be bothered to write something down, you know when you, you, know when you mess up. You need to write down black and white, make an actual note of this is when I'm messing up. It's in black and white then. And if you carry on doing repeating the same thing, you're not gonna carry on doing repeating the same thing because you can't do. It's If you write down this is where you fail, this is where you need to improve on, and you actively improve on it, you'll set yourself up for success. But you have to understand you and you have to, that starts with a food diary, and it's okay to be hungry, right? Sometimes, but not too hungry. You know, no one wants to be uncontrollably hungry, um, and but, if you generally eat the right foods and the right food choices, you're never gonna be hungry, uncontrollably hungry. You might be a little bit hungry sometimes, but there is two times that I have figured out where I cannot be hungry, and that's, and I've mentioned it before, and that's morning and late in the evening. So later in the evening is when I have to eat, so I can sacrifice being a little bit hungry around four or five o'clock when I'm probably ready for my tea, but if I eat there, sometimes I'm running the risk of being hungry by the time I go to bed if I haven't got enough calories to play with. If it's a nice family time, we're all gonna sit down at six o'clock, I'll make sure that I have enough calories to sit down and eat my meal, and then I have enough calories to have a little snack before I go to bed, just so I avoid 
that hunger. And it's very, I hope that the point of this episode is that you start to understand your, yourself, what actually works for you. So yes, of course, it's 100% okay to eat late at night. You've just got to work out what works best for you guys. Um, as always, um, I want to help you. So if you are a member, please email me, carl at transformationhq.co.uk. Um, I'll be happy to answer any questions. If you've got anything you want me to talk about, um, any podcast you want me to do a little bit more in depth, I will be happy to do that as well. Um, if you're a non-member and you're interested in finding out a little bit more about what we do at THQ, um, we do run a six-week program, um, which is basically, you know, on average, people drop a stone in weight, one to three inches off the waist, legs, and arms, and build habits that last an absolute lifetime. So if you do want any more information on that, drop me an email at carl at transformationhq.co.uk or head over to our website um, at transformationhq.co.uk, fill in your inquiry form. Some of our gyms do have waiting lists, some have places. It, it's sort of, it just, if you're inquiring, then we can give you some more information and we can let you know um, what's going on. But in the meantime, um, there's something more to say. So um, if you want to, uh, again, if you want me to help you in any way, do feel free to do that. If not, have a fantastic day. Um, take care and I will see you in the next episode. So is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Well, for me, it certainly is. So listen to the rest of the podcast and you will find out why. So is it okay to eat late at night? And this is another thing that I always do. I always eat late at night. But there's a routine and there's sort of a formula that you need to understand for late night eating. So enjoy this podcast. Um, and so I wanted to, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get a, your view on what joining THQ was like. And um, when we first met and we first sat down to the consultation, it was very clear to me that you wasn't joining, you wasn't just joining to get fit, you wasn't just joining the gym, and you had a clear objective of what you wanted to achieve, and that's what I wanted THU to be known for, yeah, and getting people's results, um, and also I wanted it to be known for something that actually really does have a big impact on yeah. people's lives. So, uh, introduce yourself, um, do you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, okay, so uh, my name's Darren Whitehouse, I live in Buxton. Um, I'm 44 years old uh, and uh, married. I've got four kids, uh, ranging from 17, soon to be 18, down to five. Uh, so pretty busy family life. Um, uh, I, I work for the government, um, but I, I'm lucky enough that I can work from home, um, which gives me a lot of flexibility in terms of you know uh, hitting the gym, etc. Um, but uh, I, I suppose in many ways I'm quite a a normal sort of like middle-aged bloke who sort of let himself go a bit really um you know to drift into bad habits and uh i just decided it was kind of time to do something about it really <laughs> sounds good um but yes yeah, so you seem very busy yeah um, so obviously you know the excuse of not having enough time sort of prioritizing it you know and um, i did think it was very clear that what you, you had that in your mind um, and the way THQ set up, obviously we've got the six-week program, and we've got the 12-week program, which you are currently doing. So I would yeah. like to point out um, to everybody listening and watching that um, you are only halfway through your transformation. It's working yeah. progress. It sort of impressed me so much your mindset and progress you've made so much. That's why I wanted to people to understand uh, from this perspective yeah. only halfway through and yeah. being very motivated. So we set people on the six weeks, which you absolutely smashed. You got amazing results. Uh, we worked on obviously building your habits, which was the main thing. Yeah. Um, and then we worked on getting into one to the 12-week shoot program, yeah. which as you've seen is a little bit more in depth. We work out your calories, we give you 
um, a little bit more stricter process really, but you seem, seem very motivated and put all your stride. Um, and then obviously we do, after that, we continue to sort of get you on this new body weight, what we're at, and then we try to drive you through to a pathway. So the, the process is very, um, it's very thought out and mm. it's, it's very sort of driven to get you the best results. And again, this is why I want you just to bring you on because it's not just about joining the gym and no. getting fit, it really isn't. It's about sort of making that commitment and seeing them changes. So what was your, why did you decide to join THQ compared to just thinking getting fit what's your experience in the past well? yeah so i think in the past i've gone through i suppose what i would call phases of trying to get in shape uh, i mean going back to sort of 2010 uh, i did a, a half marathon you know and trained I, I just decided one day i was going to do a half marathon and trained for it for like four months um and sort of you know, pounded the pavements and, and lost a bit of weight and did the half marathon felt really good and then unless you tackle the underlying bad habits, you end up back where you started, and I did. And so I ended my sort of like maintenance weight to two hours, you know, when I, when I was eating whatever I wanted, it was around 100 kilos. Um, and the trouble is, the older you get, it sort of, it becomes easier to stay like that, really. You know, especially when you've got kids in the job, and, you know, you see a lot of other people around your age who look about the same, and you sort of, you, see, you surround yourself with people who kind of like have the same attitude to towards food, and so you end up sort of like doing the same sort of things. Um, so if I wasn't if I wasn't doing running, then I'd sort of say, okay, I'm going to lose weight, and I'd go on a you know I'd get a you know um, a fitness program at home, and I'd do that for like two two weeks all in, but then I'd sort of lose motivation or I'd, I'd, you know skip a day here or there, and then you'd get back to where you were. And so I was ended up being a bit of a yo-yo between sort of 100 kilos and maybe down to about 93 if I was if I was feeling good. Um, so it was really only having failed so many times that I thought well, there's got to be something different out there really and it, it just I, I'll admit to having walked past THQ Buxton several times and not think what the hell is going on in there because it's all frosted glass um, but I just thought I'll pluck up the courage to, to drop you an email and you know come in for the transfer, uh, for the consultation and, and see what it's all about really and you know haven't regretted it since Brilliant so how long just so people have got sort of an understanding how long have you actually been a member for yeah. how much weight have you lost yeah. um, how much your clothes sizes how much yeah. have you lost um, yeah Okay, so um, I, I joined, uh, I think that consultation was, uh, was in the first, first of June, I think first, second or third of June, it was that kind of weekend. Uh, and I always remember it because it was my birthday weekend. And, and actually, I was, June, I was doing a gym session, so I had a completely sort of like dry birthday because I was really ready for the, to do it. You know? um, so I joined in, in June, just signed up to a six-week program. Um, uh, I think I weighed about 99 kilos, but I didn't have any scales at the moment at that time. I was using my sort of, you know, mother-in-law scales. Um, so, so I was about 99 kilos, but feeling really big. I was size 38 trousers. I'd just been to, I'd just been to Africa with work. Um, and he's only seen a picture of myself standing up in a room, you know, in, in South Africa. And I thought, oh my God, this is that's kind of embarrassing, really. So it was like a real sort of shock seeing a picture of myself. So I've gone from size 38, uh, these are size 34 jeans, so lost about four inches wow. already. Weight-wise, I'm down to about 86 and a half kilos. I work in kilos, not pounds, so I think that's about 25, 26 pounds-ish. I've lost in what, three um, a week, I think, give or take. Yeah, so it's 3rd of June to where we are now, sort of 12th, 12th of September. Um, and I just started about two weeks ago with the 12-week shoot. 
Um, so uh, it's coming off some weeks. I mean, I know, you know, you're, you're, I'm looking at you're my coach and I know I sort of bombard you sometimes and say, oh, my weight's not, I'm not lost any weight today. And I, I'm, a, I'm still at that stage where I'm a bit getting on scales in the morning and, and desperate to see it coming off because, you know, I've got this date looming of 23rd of November thinking I'm going to get in front of the camera. But I'm just going to have to put some faith in the process, I think, to a certain extent. But the weight is coming off. It's yeah. just, it just doesn't come off in a linear fashion. You know? uh, and that, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because weight is such a big thing. And you know, over the years in the fitness industry, it's been from like, everybody focusing on weight yeah. to now weight doesn't matter. Yeah. And people just have to have a sensible approach and looking at weight. Yeah. Um, we have to look at loads of different factors. But just to keep it really simple for this podcast, weight should be coming off. Yeah. If you feel, if you're looking in the mirror and you're, you've joined THP for a reason and you want to yeah. get fit, get healthy and re-body that, then your weight should be taking a decline. Yeah. Um, but what we do have to understand is there is going to be times where you don't lose any weight. Yeah. There's not that's on your body fat. Yeah. There's going to be times for a numerous amount, numerous amount of reasons yeah. that your weight is going to spike up and down. But yeah. if you're consistent with the process, which you, you obviously haven't done, um, then you will see the, the progression yeah. will be there. So if, if you're doing everything you should have been doing, which you wouldn't pretend you have, if you don't lose any weight, you won't get downheartened yeah. by that. Because exactly. you know, you're at, you know, you've got that, you know, you've been doing the right things. Exactly. Um, so the motivation still continues. And I think that when people get stuck in the cycle, they look for the scales to save them. So yeah. they'll have a really bad weekend, yeah. um, and they'll get on the scales, for whatever reason, they might have lost weight. Yeah. So that's saving them, that's, the, that's their justification for not actually yeah. going all into the process. So. Well, I think, I think in, in, the, in the past, you know, when I was talking about my sort of failed attempts at sort of getting in shape, um, I, would, I would sort of have a, have a bad weekend or a, 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 a beers and a curry, and, and, and get on the scales, and I might not have put any weight on, and I think I've got away with that. And yeah. then, then you get into the habit of, well, I can get away with it. Whereas now, I get on the scales, having nailed on my nutrition, and I've not lost any weight, but I'm like, oh, that's all right, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of, it is a mindset change in that sense, and I'm less stressed about it now than I was. Yeah. Um, but I also know that I'm not there yet, you know, so it, it's kind of, it, it is very much a journey for me, but, you know, I'm kind of enjoying the ride at the moment, so. Brilliant. So one thing that stood out for me when we sat down for the consultation was that you, um, like I said, we clearly thought that this wasn't just a gym where you're just going to get fit and just attend a few classes. And we, we sort of, you, know, you made sort of the hashtag up when you were messaging me yeah. going all in. Yeah. Um, and I knew you understood what I was trying to say about going all in. So uh, I talk about it a lot in the videos that I do. Would you be able to just give me sort of insight of what, when I sat down and said, right, Darren, you need to go all, all into this fitness gym. Yeah. Um, and I think I've spoke quite, quite a bit of times, fitness is like rolling a big stone up the hill. It's very hard. This is the going yeah. all in approach. But it's easy to hold that stone at the top of the hill yeah. was to push it up and that's that. I think I think people. And I think that, that really makes a difference when you're starting out. It is really hard getting away from it because I mean I, I remember My consultation with you, I went to my mum's and she was doing a big Sunday dinner, and it was like you know beef Yorkshire pudding, roast potato, and, and then we had like a John West you know tuna tuna salad, and my mum's like, "What are you doing that for?" You know, but it's because you look around, you go, "Well, I want to look like that." Yeah. But at the start, it's really hard because you um, you're putting all the effort in in the first few days, but you don't look any different, and all you feel is a bit sore and a bit grumpy, and it's hard work because you haven't tra tracked your calories. 
properly before. So you're trying, you're having to scan every barcode you find, and it takes ages to make any dinners. Um, but but it gets easier, you know. So so my view on going all in was well, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this investment in time and in money and in sacrifice and in the things I'm asking my family to do. Then I want to get the best results I can. And if that means doing something different and doing it properly and just making a commitment to it, then I'm, then I'm going to do it. So and that, that's kind of my philosophy. But the thing about habits is, you know, in my, I'm quite interested in the whole area of habits. And, and actually, ha- habits kind of save us a lot of time and bad habits save us time. But I think what's easy to forget is that good habits are formed just as easily as bad ones. Mm-hmm. And once they're formed, they are, they're, quite, they're just as resistant to change as bad habits. But you have to kind of, it's hard to sort of get out the first ones, if you know, to get to the second, but you can make them. Yeah. Yeah, you do things like eat differently to what other people are doing. People are like, why do you do that? Yeah. And that motivation, where did that motivation come from? Because you still look the same. Mm. Everything's the same, but everyone's sort of not criticizing you, but just sort of making it a little bit harder around you. How did you overcome that? And now you've seen results. Yeah. How has other people's opinion changed on you maybe tracking calories a little bit more or yeah. eat a little bit different sometimes? How's that? Yeah, so, so in terms of the, the motivation side, I mean, a lot of it came from my wife. Um, you know, because I said to her, I want to do this. And she's just been really supportive. And having that kind of that rock, you know, in the house who says, you know, I get why you're doing it. You know, you just got to just got to man up and sort of like, you know, put up with the, with the discomfort for a bit or the, or the change. Did, so you she, speak, did you speak to her about how important it was to you? Yeah. So I, I said, look, you know, I said, I really want to do this. And, and I think to be fair to her, the, she probably thought, oh, well, I'll let him do it <laughs> like he's done before. Um, but I think then she quickly saw that I was really committed to it and, and she's been fantastically supportive of it. So I think that, that kind of really helped. Um, uh, I forgot the second part of the question. It was, this was around... So eating differently has obviously been motivation yeah. when you wasn't sort of... When you want to see results, it's yeah. quite hard to start. Yeah. And you have to do a lot of things differently yeah. and then other people start criticising what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You can't really justify it because you still look the same. Yeah. So I think it's... Um, a lot of it is a leap of faith. So you, you have to... Part of me was always convinced that, well, even looking around the pictures, you think, well, these people are just different to me. They're kind of like, you know, they're, they're must, their bodies must be made of different atoms than mine. But actually, we all, we all lose weight at the same, at different rates, but we're all made of the same stuff. So I had to almost like get into my mind, well, I'm not made of anything different than, than Carl, you know, or, or from Ryan or from any of the people that have had these amazing journeys. So all I've got to do is just do the right things. And if I'll give myself the six weeks, you know, and, you know, I think part of the time for, I'll do the six weeks and I'll see where I am, how I feel. Because I was still in that mindset of, well, I'll lose a bit of weight and I'll feel better about myself. But after the six weeks finished, I think I, think I actually almost expected to start straight away in the 12-week programme. But then I realised, well, it doesn't start until the end of August. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? I'm trying to carry on. You know, because actually my mindset had then changed from, I want to lose weight. At the end of the six weeks, it became well, I want to get in the best condition I can before the shoot starts so I can then get the best results I can. And now I'm thinking, well, it doesn't matter if I'm not where I want to be in November. It's the end goal that I'm, that I'm kind of after. So 
you, as you kind of like go through the journey, you, you, you do lean on people and you, know, you get days when you're grumpy, you know, you say, oh, I don't want to eat Greek yogurt, you know. <laughs> um, but, but that's generally, generally speaking, those days are few and far between. They tended to be towards the start when you, you, you're kind of used to reaching for a can of beer or a, or a takeaway menu. But actually, once you get into a good habit with it and you get into a good routine, particularly around mealtimes, because I do all the cooking in the house. So, so that's been quite a challenge, actually, um, uh, because it was very clear to me at the start um, that I, I don't have the sort of lifestyle with a family where I can say, well, I'm just going to have chicken and veg, you know, because I, I kind of like, I like cooking, so I have to like try and create meals that hit all the macros. So I spend a lot of time at the start on my fitness part, actually creating the recipes, you know, putting in like, you know, a teaspoon of cumin powder and a, a global, and adding it up. So that enabled me to lean on that one in those days when I was feeling like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to eat. I'll just, I'll just look at the menus and then I've got, you know, 600 calories there, I can just have that and I know exactly it's going to fit. So that's kind of a combination of how I, how I did it really. No, that, that's absolutely spot on to me. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I didn't realize you do a lot of cooking. I think that's, because that's another excuse that people say, well, I can't, you know, I can't eat differently. I do a cooking, I'm not cooking, you know, six different meals, but you don't have to. You just have to, if you are cooking, that's your responsibility. Then it's, if you want to transform, it's your responsibility to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it, it takes you half the time as well it does Start to prepare it, it does absolutely, and you know, actually, the, the recipes I, I cook they're generally 15 20 minute recipes, and they're, they're, how they're, they're all high protein, uh, generally speaking, lower carb. Um, you know, I've got, I've got plenty of recipe books, and you know, my wife's quite happy with it. You know, she just she just says, I'll eat whatever you put in front of me, but it's generally nice food, you know. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't, I don't struggle with, with taste or anything like that. I don't feel like I'm suffering in any way. From a nutrition perspective, I feel like I'm eating really good food and tasty food as well. I look forward to my dinners. You know? Brilliant, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's really good. Something I picked up on is you say you generally work from home, yeah. Um, but then, you, do, do you, how often would you say you would have to get, you know, have to go and do work away? So, so I work at home. Generally speaking, uh, I'm in London um, one or two days a week, uh, usually overnight. Um, so, so that's that's kind of one part of my travel, and the other part of the travel is international work. So. Uh, I think two weeks into the six-week transformation program, uh, I had to go to Singapore for a week um, to, to do some work there. So I was out there for a week. So that was that was okay. Well, I knew it was coming up, and I can't. I couldn't just say to work, I'm not going because I'm on a six-week program. I had to fit my life around everything. Has to revolve, you know, like like the planets. Really, you can't just say well, I'm going to. I can't go anywhere for six weeks because I'm doing this. You know, much as you'd like to be able to. Um, so it just takes planning. So so with, with London, when I'm in London, for example. Uh, like I'm on the shoot now, so I know that I'm in London Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Um, so I'm planning ahead. So I'm saying, okay, well I've booked in on the six o'clock session on Monday morning, which is going to be a bit of an early session, but I can get my gym session done, which then makes Monday a training calorie day. So then I know I've got 1,900 calories, and I know from experience what I can buy from Tesco or Waitrose in London that's going to be a pre-packed sort of meal that's going to be 400 calories, it's going to hit more macros, and then I can go and get a grenade bar from, you know, from, from the supermarket. So it, it's, once you get into the mindset of, I'm not going to fail, because I haven't failed yet, then it, it, it becomes easier to not fail, because you suddenly feel like you have more control over it. Whereas I think before, before THQ, it would have been, well, I'm in London for, you know, for three days, everyone's going to be out for a drink at work, I'll just get back on it. You know, that whole sort of, I'll get back on it on Thursday, you know, and I'll be really good. I, I, I haven't earned the right to do that yet, you know, so I've got to, like, just make some sacrifices to a certain extent. But it's not, I don't feel like I, I don't 
eat poorly. I just, I just know what, you know, in the mornings, right, I'm having scrambled eggs in the hotel because that, I know that's fine. And then I'm going to have this for lunch, this for lunch, and then that's it. And I, I still just track it all in my fitness pal. It's a bit trickier abroad, um, you know, especially because the, you, know, you go to Singapore eight hours ahead, so you're landing at like two o'clock in the afternoon, but your body thinks it's 10 o'clock at night. But it was just a question of saying, right, okay, well, what, what's the healthiest option on the menu? Is there a gym in the hotel? Yes, there is, right. So I got all my workouts done, you know, and I did the best with the equipment that they had. And you just, that, that's sort of what you do, really, do your best. But I managed to lose, lose weight and so stay on track. So, so it seems to be like your whole mindset, no matter what situation you're in, your whole mindset and your view on food and, and eating healthy and, and training is all changed, which is, yep. is exactly, that is what going all in is. It's like understanding yeah. that, you know, it's part of your lifestyle and you've got to live it to yeah. a certain certain degree and I think some people are scared of living it because they think well, I've got to live like a month yeah. and you haven't no. um, you've just got to make sure that you're getting the most out of what you're getting and you're seeing the results um, and, and another thing that um, I did pick up on there was that you're sort of like the belief in that you've got in yourself now to mm. continue going forward and progress so as I mentioned if you're only actually three months into your journey so you're not even you're two weeks into the photo shoot so how's your what's your belief that you have in yourself and you can actually, actually achieve it yeah, I think well the the sort of the twenty third of November is, is is like an iceberg, sort of you know, sort of dead ahead, and I'm sort of steering for it. So I'm gonna my my view is that date is going to happen, regardless of what I do, and the thought of getting to that date and not having to sort of put it all in, uh, and not getting the best photo that I can is you know is kind of very motivating itself. Not not least because you know I, I think okay, well I'm gonna get there. I'm going to have to take my top off. And, and, I, and if I don't feel like in good shape, then I'm going to feel like I've let myself down as much as, as, much as anything, you know, and, and the family who've made sacrifices for me. So, you know, I kind of want to do it for them mm. and for the kids. And you know, there's all, all many reasons why I want to do it, but it's, well, the 23rd of November is going to happen. So, you know, that's my, that's my short-term focus. Uh, and then after that, I'll set another goal and then we'll kind of see where, where it goes. Yeah. That, that's absolutely fantastic. And that's exactly, you know, that's the mindset of what, because what's going to happen then is you, you will see the results that you want to see, but I'm sure you will. But even if you didn't, you will get to the end of it and you've given your absolute all. And yeah. what that happens, that will fill you with motivation to just continue to get better and better. So that sort of concludes everything that I wanted to get for today. So I want to thank you very much for coming in. Yeah. Um, okay. I do honestly believe that this is going to help people too. It's all right, but sometimes me, and even though I, I personally have been through lack of transformation myself, I think it's very easy as all personal trainers for when people are watching it to sort of forget and just think we're just like robots. So yeah. they, like, they can do it. So for someone like yourself coming in in such a short period of time, yeah. I think it's really going to help people. And um, what, I, what I'm looking forward to is you seeing the results and then also as well as just to give people sort of an overview of what we do intend to do. Mm. Once we get you to where you want to be, and um, we'll then walk at increasing your food so as much as you possibly can whilst yeah. maintaining your new body weight and your new body fat levels. Yeah. Uh, and that's the main goal. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the other thing that, you know, just to, just to add on, that is, is probably one of the key factors for me is when you go to the session, you book into a session, you go to a session, you, you're, you're surrounded by people, uh, some of whom have already been through it. So you, you can pick the brains. You can say, how on earth? Did you, you know, that's your photo on the wall. How, how did you do that? You know, how, did, how did you get over this? What did you find? How did you find doing that? And they'll tell you. And you think, oh, that's really helpful. Or they'll say, hey, don't worry about that. It will happen. Or you know, eat this instead. And so you, it's, it's almost like you've got 
a sort of a, a whole cavern of advice every time you go to a session you can just and you bounce ideas off people we've got the sort of facebook group for the for this shoot and so people are exchanging recipe ideas everyone's really friendly and it doesn't feel like a chore i'm going to go to the gym it's like do you know what i get to go i get to go to the gym today I'm not i have to go i get to go and that, that's that's the switch really i think that, yeah that's brilliant. I mean, I'm glad you picked up on that because that's something that we work very hard and it's why we don't bring a contract. Yeah. It's why we set things up as we do is the environment, I think, is the environment and family, which you've talked on massively, yeah. is two massive misunderstood things of body transformation. Yeah. It's not just about eating better and attending yeah. the gym, it's about understanding the whole process, which I think you have. So, brilliant. thank you very much. You're welcome. All the, all the best with the shoot. Thanks. Cheers, Carl. Thank you very much. Right, thank you. All right. All good.